Warning! The Bone Bad Joe is intended for adults only and contains bad words and other yucky stuff that may make some people very angry. So watch out! like Optimus. Children screaming, shout, getting rabies like who let the dogs out? Who let the dogs out? It was Kanguru, rapping rhymes, doing rap voodoo, keeping it fresh, going mad style. Always down to go the extra mile. Hey, big greenie, where you at? All these other cats trying to eat you as a snack. I won't let them take you like that. You just came back fresh from the laundromat. Take your surf on my mighty wave. Down on both knees, cause I get the praise. I embody hip hop in every way. Rapping with my blood brother, Maddie A. Rapping up here in the great white north like Wikipedia. I'm an incredible source. Rip the moose in the beaver yard, ask why. I'm a Canuck sipping on Canada Dry. Everybody get up, everybody dance. Everybody move your buns and your pants. We're here to bring raps and sing rhymes. And keep bodies moving on time. If you can, stand on your feet. Move your buns along to this beat. Get your pants and your bosses too. Just make sure they're ready for rounds. Yo, I'm back again, crackling. I got you finger snapping on a mandolin. I'm just so sweet like a mandarin. Fixing up my rhyme straight, tampering. Like a tambourine, I'm glistening. Back on the scene, collect the greens. Magically delicious like Lucky Charms. Milk all the cows, cause we're in the rap barn. Never be the dead to the floor. Now it's to my baby's I've been on this baby trip Everybody move your buns In the booth of the victim's lap Not stopping till my baby's back I've been on this baby trip Everybody move your buns Over here drinking milk Maddie A, keep keeping it real Let me ask what's the deal I got young raisins in my oatmeal Yeah, I'm talking about grapes I don't care if they're green or purple, they're great Maybe throw them in the freezer 
to take him out and eat him with tweezers. Hand me my trident, I am Poseidon with a lyrical ferocity, that of a lion. Can't keep me caged, I am the plague, my words twist and turn. That of a corn maze, step into my casta, chilling with Mufasa, spreading love like butter. That of a rasta, give me the combo for this weather change. That drizzle for shizzle, that's just my brain. It's been real and it's been fun, but man, I'm pretty tired from moving my buzz. Gotta go out and get some sun, gotta make another beat before this one's done. Never stop flowing, never stop growing. Oh shit, that's my color towing. Guess I've been parked there way too long. I should probably stop singing this song. Glorious, magnificent. Getting mad with this beat, maleficent. Light bulb on straight, but brilliance. It's Leviosa, Seamus Finnegan. Not a mystery. How a fella like me is at the school of witchcraft and wizardry. But I'm stealing your girl off the plank like a pirate. Pass out the pitchforks, you start in riots. Never breathe for the Hey, what's up everybody? Welcome to episode 145 of the Bone Bad Show. This is Steve. This is Gord. How's it going, man? Steve, it's not going well. It's what? not going what? well at what? all. What? What's wrong? My nut. My left nut hurts. Just the one? Just well, I've got two, but yeah, the left one is. Did in you pain. did you sit on it as I am so wont to do? <laughs> as you brought up in a show not all that long ago, I did. I did. Up. Yeah, but no, that didn't actually happen to me. There was there was no trauma. There was no nothing that happened. And, and heck, I I stand up most of the time when I'm talking on the phone at work. So really, there was very little opportunity for for something to you know swing pendulously beneath my sitting butt <laughs> no here's what happened just going through life and all of a sudden my nut hurts i got that's all right take a look at a take a look online it says you know what if, you, if your nut hurts suddenly without cause you really got to get to a doctor yeah that's probably wise yeah because like that could that could indicate something going catastrophically wrong real suddenly and I'm like, well, you know, I don't know that I want to do that. So, oh my God, I should just apologize. Right? Look, Steve, what? anybody that's listening to the show, this is going to be the most horrific introduction to a bone bat show in a long, long time. Man, this could be our last episode. Saying something. Know. Yeah. No. So I, you know, I, I checked everything out down there in the South 40, and it looked like I was trying to smuggle a tennis ball in a tube sock. Wow. Yeah. So things are swole. Thing. Left left side, swollen up, looking like some medical professional should take a look at this. So your shit was swole. I got swole. It was swole up. So you went to the doctor. I, I did the responsible thing. I got the first doctor's appointment. Of course, my regular doc, the, the guy that's been helping me out in this decaying body that I inhabit for like the last twenty years. Now he's I don't know what he's out doing doctor stuff. I get to see the new. Uh, young female doctor that I've never seen before in my life, but probably shops at the same supermarket I do. It, you know, that's awkward, and there's really no way around it. I mean, you know what's going to happen. Like, oh, can I can I see the goods? Yes. Da da. So that stranger number one who's fondled my nut. Uh, and you know what she does? She goes, "Wow, you got to go get a, a scan on that thing." Steve, remember when your wife was pregnant? And you got the, the scan where they took that wand and they kind of like put it over her belly and you could see the little baby inside. Yeah, the ultrasound. Yeah, that one. Well, apparently, 
that's not just for ladies' bellies. Wow. If you have a swollen nut, they will, you know, check you out with that. Did you have a baby in your nut? I've got a million babies in my nut. Still? They <laughs> <laughs> just can't get out. My Let guess, us out. My guess Let is that, that number's depleted. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? They're probably fewer and slower. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so here's the thing. Not painful, not really wanting to be touched. And they send me somewhere where they poke it with a wand. Ugh. Yeah, so I go in and now I, stranger number two is going to be dealing with my nether region. I walk in. Of course, it's a woman. And, uh, you know, of course, there's no getting around it. Here's what's going to happen. And she so very generously goes... Here are three towels. Three towels? She's like, yeah, just, you know, flop your Johnson up on your belly there and then just cover it with these towels to keep it out of the way while I'm, you know, fondling the family jewels. I'm, honestly, I'm thinking two beach towels would probably cover it. Three, a little excessive. But hey, I take the towels with the thank you. By the way, this woman... It's got the same name as my college girlfriend. So there's that going for me. She goes, hi, my name is so-and-so. I'm like, of course it is. <laughs> and then here's the thing. She goes, okay, so I'm going to I'm gonna put some warm gel on you so it's conductive gel. Remember when going back to the white belly thing, they like squirt a little bit of gel on there. Like it, you know, the one scoots around in the gel. I'm like, all right, yeah. No, when it comes to the exploration of the male anatomy it is not a small amount of gel it's like a pint it is like an amazing amount of it felt okay trigger warning it felt like someone threw up on my nuts i'm really not sure why you needed trigger warning for that but just in case by the way it's been a long time since i've seen you that reminds me for some reason yeah, so and then the, for the next half an hour, pokey pokey poke, scanity scanity scan. When it's all said and done, a whole bunch of scans and posts later, everything goes yeah, like ninety five percent back to normal. So it's just an ache, and everyone kind of threw up their hands and went, "You know what? That stuff happens. It's probably not cancer. Have a nice life." By the way, probably not. Yeah, here, go bleed into these twenty five tubes. We'll test. Yep, nope. You don't got cancer. You just got the hurdy nut. Probably in about a month, it'll it'll clear up. Did you even know that was something that could happen to you, Steve? No, but I guess you got all kinds of seminal vesicles and whatnot that could get clogged and build up like a rat and a snake, right? That makes sense. <laughs> I, like I a guess. rat and a snake? Yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my, my rat's choking my snake, and uh, as a result, I got a hurdy nut. So that's and it? And strangers are, are fondling my nut. Yeah. Then, so you're, yeah, you're quick to assure me. Oh, no, don't worry about it. It's not cancer. It just feels like I got kicked in the nut. But you still have a hurdy nut to this day, as mm-hmm. we speak, right now. Right now, as we're talking right now, you know what hurts? Your nut. That's what? I'm yep. sorry. I'm sorry to hear that, man. Well, in the grand scheme of things, you can do a lot worse, I suppose. But Yeah. So I got that going for me. But on the good side, you know, on the upside, besides, you know, having strange women fondle my balls, we're listening to some pretty cool music. <laughs> I think that the band's going to love your segue. This episode, we kicked the show off with a little tune called Move Your Buns, just following the uh, food theme from uh, Nuts. (laughs) (laughs) 
And they listen, folks. My name, the Macadamia. Now, sure, we bring you guys music, you know, from like some of the biggest names from our youth. We bring you even some great big independent acts, all kinds of things, live bands. But we will go to any lengths. We will go to fucking grocery stores to find your next favorite band. And I went to that grocery store as you God did. is my witness. So who's the band this episode, Gord? This band is Spaceboat. None other than Spaceboat from right here in the 530, as they call it, right here in Davis. All right, man. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, again, the uh, tune we open the show with is called Move Your Buns. I hope you dug that one. We have a lot more where that came from, plus an interview with Maddie A. and Zem Citrus from Spaceboat coming up in a little bit. So, But before we get to all of that good stuff, uh, Gord? Steve! Other than achy balls. Uh, achy ball, singular. I don't want to oversell this. What? <laughs> well, anything you said about your junk would be overselling it. Oh! You know, I didn't need all three towels, though. <laughs> Except to clean up all that gel. Oh, my God. <laughs> she's like, okay, we're going to apply a little gel. Too late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's like, oh, that's the way we always do it. <laughs> really? With the tub of lube? <laughs> I don't even think we needed lube for this. I'm sorry. What were you talking about, Steve? What pisses you off, Gord? <laughs> Besides that, yeah, what pisses me off? Here's what pisses me off. Sony. Sony televisions, to be precise. I'm doing this cut the cord thing. You know, now everything I say reminds me of my nuts. <laughs> doing this cut the cord thing where uh, we're no longer paying dish. And so I'm setting my TV up to... Get channels from over the air. HD channels zapping across the the air to me for free through an antenna. And that's when I discovered this TV that I'd been pushing digital signal into forever. It just wasn't cooperating with analog over the air signals. But Sony in the settings on the TV, you push it and it says something like contact Sony for help. And there's an 800 number comes right up on your television. So... I call that number, thinking that's a number to get for help. They give you two options. Two options, Steve. Option number one, is this a warranty call? I didn't know if it was or not. I go, yeah, option one. Beep, if you push one, you're immediately disconnected. (laughs) I tried it three times, same result every time. No shit. So I dial the number again. Is it a non-warranty service? Still, I don't know, but I know number one is not an option. Press 2. You press 2. Several menus later, it tells you, hey, if you'd like help with your problem with your television, you got to call this other number. So I call that other number. This time, you wade through several menus and you talk to a real live human being. And this human being says, oh, okay, if you have a problem with your television, keep in mind I've been calling the number that was on the television. If you have a problem with your television call this other other number so i call that number and you know what that number is disconnected so fuck you sony you are pissing me off your customer service prevention department is 100 percent effective congratulations what about you steve what's pissing you off you know it's warming up it's summertime here in seattle so Mm -hmm. I, i like to wear i go to work each day i like to wear like a short sleeve shirt 
And, you know, I don't really need a T-shirt under it because it's kind of warm out. And I like a little short sleeve button-down, like a breast pocket I can keep my cell phone in. Why would you wear a, a T-shirt underneath a short sleeve shirt? Oh, I, I, during the winter, I do. But kind of, you know, I don't know. Keeps me warm or whatever. I wear. Uh, I, and I plus, like, a lot of times it's like an entombed T-shirt or some death metal band. It gives me a <laughs> feeling like, of power. It's kind of the you, same you reason. You secretly got that metal against your skin. Yeah, exactly. That's the same reason you have a nipple ring. Anyway. <laughs> So, to be fair, it's not my nipple. So, so that's the thing. Speaking of which, so I like be looking at my cell phone, and I'll I'll put it with screen facing in, so that like the light of it, it takes a second for it to shut off and won't shine out. Well, I drop it into my pocket, and you look like Iron Man, and my nipple is working like a finger and point pushing shit on my cell phone. So. <laughs> Like, uh, it made a call. I think it bought an app. I don't know what the fuck it's doing. It's listening to Google Play. It's pissing me off because I keep doing this. I put pop my phone in my pocket and something good. My phone is doing shit because of my nipple. How through odd your, is that? Through your shirt. Through my shirt. Do you have, like, really gnarly, long, prehensile no, nipples? No, I have just, like, normal, everyday nipples. But somehow it's working that way. And it's, I it's think maybe, like, kind as of you get older, annoying. your nipples... They descend. You've got descending nipples. No, you see, because if my nipples were if they were down by my stomach, I wouldn't have this problem. The second thing that pisses me off is these. You're saying they're particularly pert. (laughs) I guess so. So the second thing that pisses me off is these stupid online polls. So this week on Facebook, there was this poll about how many words is your vocabulary. And so I do this fucking poll, and it says that I know 350 less words than you. And yet, every Bone Bat show, you're like, what's a pastiche? I never heard of a rounder before. I totally know more words than you. This fucking totally pisses me off. Rhetoric major or no, I've proved many times on the Bone Bat show that I know more shit than you. Now, what you proved on the show, Steve, is that... When you encounter a word you don't know, you just try to pass it off and, and hope that no one notices that you don't know what's being said. Whereas I quickly go, whoa, hey, what's that word? And that's why I know more words than you. <laughs> no, because you don't know the words. I know the words. You don't know the words. You know the words that you admit to knowing. That's not true. <laughs> I know the words I use or else I wouldn't use them. <laughs> that's also not true. I've, I've heard you use words before. You're full of shit and you <laughs> piss me off. That's what it is. Right, just because I take the same stupid online poll as you, and it goes, "Hey, Gordon, you know more words than Steve," right? Which is weird because that's what it said. It would be like it would be like if we both took the same poll on how to handle a coke, and you beat me on it. That it said that you were better at handling coke than I was. I would take umbrage at that. And yes, I know what umbrage means. It's brown. <laughs> Let's listen to a song. This is Baby Cakes from Spaceboat. I 
for no funny business, just making beats, just being the realest. I remember the days when I used to bake. Cause all the homies in the hood call me baby cakes. Need a cake for your party, I'll hook it up. Everyone who wants a cake, put your hands up. I got cake for you, I got cake for them. Better watch yourself before you eat nine or ten. I ain't here for no joke, no joke. I'm just here for you, stole. I'm just here to make baby cakes of all kind for the good people I love most. Strawberry, blueberry, keep them coming. Got funkberry, chillberry, know you loving. Grapeberry, freshberry, cakeberry too. My most popular one is spaceberry food. Pretty soon I'm about to start baking rhymes. In my oven with all of my baby pies. Don't be surprised when you start to float. They infuse the magic funk from space ball. All I wanna do is eat baby cakes. No messy stick up, slop syrups from grown up hold ups. Everybody, raise your hands up, batter your ears up. We've just entered the grandpa cup. Room, room to the front side of the moon. Baking non stop, earthy tunes, math levels of baby cakes. For all in heavy gloom, in the horribly groom. Come and get it, these baby cakes are meant to be taken. Not forsaken, get your body up, all the fans are shaking. Cause y'all know you wanna bite the energy bait. Get your mouth on a ball, fat, diddly cake. Enter the rock hard party straight. Cause I'm done being straddled in cage, earning the little way, straight to the grave, now paving the way as a lyrical sage with capital M big fans. Cause the super freaky filthy fit, always in the mega space script, showing the massive lung rip, streamline your mind to the space boat party rhymes. Cause we ain't here by pure design, we're an audio crime. All I wanna do is eat baby cakes. Ducks clacking your baby eyes, tree trunk fucking your baby pies. Righteous beats, no surprise. Righteous meats, man, five guys. Luscious lines on the cherry vines, like yo, I do this shit all the time. Background deep, still on the ground. Used to be red, now they brown. The crunch getting crunk, I love that sound. All hands are welcome to a fist pound. Y'all need a helmet, cause safety's first. You're no match, I am the worst. My dungeon stacked on piles of opal. Don't cry to me, cry to Oprah. I'll eat you as a midnight snack. No money, but I got midnight stack. Netflix says orange is the new black. Kangaroo is the new black, yeah. All I wanna do is eat baby cakes. Alright, we are back and joining us now, we are absolutely thrilled to present from Spaceboat, the band you've been listening to, Maddie A and Zem Citrus. How you doing, gentlemen? We're chilling out. Thanks for having us. Appreciate the love. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Thanks so much for joining us on the show. Yeah, it, it is really great to, to have you guys. I mean, Zem Citrus, I have been encountering you for months Possibly years. I don't know. It, it just sort of blends together as I buy my groceries. And uh-huh. before we go any further, <laughs> I know Gord personally for a long time. Now, when you see this fucker coming in the store, is it like just you get out of mop because he's going to be breaking cokes on the floor? He's going to be spilling shit, making a mess, generally just causing problems. Is that what happens? Every time, all the time. Okay. I wonder about that. Nine bottles, six packs, twelve packs. He doesn't give a shit. 
<laughs> cupcakes. I had a really bad experience yeah, with cupcakes. cupcakes there once. Oh, fuck. You should not put them right at cart height. That's all I'm telling you. Oh, the checkers are ruthless, dude. They've been dude. checking all day. They'll grab your cart, rattle your shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. My shit has been rattled. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, for, so for the longest time, I've heard that, you know, if you guys have a band, and then the band is going to be recording, then the band is recording, yep. and then it's post-production, and then eventually, it's like a little miracle. You've got, <laughs> got zeros and ones, and you can stick them in your ear holes. It's like legit music. It's finished. Oh, wow. finished. Yep. Yep. Wow, thank you. Yeah, it's, it was a trip making it. Holy shit. Yeah, it took a while. We, uh, I was living in an apartment and then I was going to move to a house and I was going to move to a different house and Stevie wasn't living with me uh, my brother Kangura wasn't living with me so it was just like it was hard to find time to record verses and really finalize songs so we just had to set some hard deadlines to really get it done um, we had to go ham yeah we it went was ham. crazy dude yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the cool thing I learned about bands being in a band is you gotta take leaps of faith together and just fucking hold each other's nuts. You gotta just do it. You gotta just be so hard and be like, I'm gonna be sure and tell my bandmates that. <laughs> yeah. Because there's not nearly enough people holding my nuts lately. I have way too many people holding my nuts lately. That's a good problem to have. <laughs> not necessarily. <laughs> I mean, your situation might be different than mine, but. You know, it's kind of cool, like. 2016 now you have all different kinds of people making all different kinds of music and the hip-hop genre has really been opened up to be whatever it is and so we're just living our lives rapping about how our lives are and what we care about and it's it's a really cool way to be able to express your opinions while staying true to who you are what kind of much you tell us you guys care a lot about food (laughs) (laughs) we eat a lot of food yeah, well, I, I, that was one of the things I was thinking when I was listening to the CD. I mean, we're hungry. Probably uh, MF Doom's mm, Food CD is the only yeah. other only other CD I can think of that is like totally fucking food as much as Facebook. It's more than Billy the Billy the Fridge. Damn. Well, we're getting some good comparisons already. This is awesome. Oh, yeah, I love that album. Yes, yes. But I mean, like literally talking about the subject of food. I mean, we did think about that when we were writing the lyrics to our songs because. When it comes down to it, at this point in our lives, I just graduated from UC Davis, so all I have to do is make enough money to pay rent and buy food, like survive. So food and rent, those are kind of like the big two things. And it's like, it's actually a big deal. You know, you have to think about what you're putting into your body. Like, you don't want to be eating shitty fast food all the time. And it's just kind of a weird thing. Like, damn, I really have to wake up every day and be like, what What am I going to eat, you know? Like, I, I don't like thinking about that. Like, I just want to, like, wake up, here, eat this meal. It's like, all right, great, you know? We're not living with our parents anymore. <laughs> it's the growth process. Well, and it is universal. I mean, everybody's got to eat. So that's something that, that people can relate to in your music, I think. Yeah, you know what's funny is I actually was just kind of jotting down notes as I was cooking and listening to your album, just little notes on a on a piece of paper to give me food for thought. Yeah. And one of my family members discovered this and they stuck it on the fridge thinking it was a shopping list. No, no. <laughs> totally. That is that is absolutely true. Damn. <laughs> they just glanced at it. Oh, shopping list. Yeah. 
That's an awesome story. <laughs> I have no idea how I'm going to get space berries, but... <laughs> I have what do they them. taste like, fool? Uh, I can't tell you or else I'd have to kill you. <laughs> so why don't you tell us how Space Boat got started? How did you guys pull the group together? Oh, damn. That's a good one. Yes, yes. So basically, Zem Citrus worked at Nugget before I worked there. Um... Then what, you quit and went to L.A.? Yeah, I quit. I did some film studies. I'm a big film nut. And then I realized <clears throat> I didn't want to climb that fucking ladder until the way I could do it best. So I decided I need to get into music. Federico Fellini. Oh, that fucker told me. Oh, you're more, you got no music. You're more free creatively in music. And it's, you know. Everything's fucking music. Mm-hmm. But anyways, uh, yeah, then I came back and I met Matt at the grocery store at Nugget and we just kind of hit it off honestly it started as like a, a joke and I know that like a lot of bands kind of say that's how they started but it really did I had an iPad that I had got for my high school graduation and I just started downloading free music apps and making beats because it's it, it's pretty crazy how easy it is for anybody to start making anything music related nowadays you can just download a free app and it has hundreds of like high, really high quality sounds. And we, we both have a similar and unique sense of humor. And so it was really easy to just make a loop and then just start freestyling over it. And then yeah. the first freestyle we ever did <laughs> was called pineapple juice, which is kind of how banana juice became a yeah, thing because, yeah. because we both love juice so much that it was just like, wow, this is... This is weird that juice is such a prevalent thing in both of our lives. But <laughs> we just started freestyling over these beats I was making on an iPad uh, in Sam Citrus's car. Um, it would have been nice to work in my apartment, but I was living with some relatively stingy roommates at the time. And we like to partake in the tradition of uh, getting high off marijuana. And my roommates weren't too fond of that, and so... We were basically banished to one of our cars, and so we would just hang out in the. We were hotboxing, like we were were hotboxing the fuck out of my car or his car with an iPad, just like pineapple juice. I'm gonna pour it on my seat, and I'm about to take a shit, and I'll probably go eat that poop. You know, just like random, really weird shit. Just gotta let it fucking just get loose. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just gotta let it go. Then I started getting into GarageBand on my MacBook because I realized that that was a free program on there. There's a ton of high-quality sounds on free programs out there. I think it's really inspiring that anybody who has a MacBook can just open this free app that actually comes with your computer and start making legitimate music because Baby Cakes, Banana Juice, Toad Lovers, Move Your Buns. Was there another one? I think those are the main ones. Those were actually made fully on GarageBand. And we we remade them later with a program called Ableton Live. We started recording vocals. We started making more beats. We started realizing that people were kind of liking what we were doing. And I just wanted to take it to the next level. So I, st- I just went, I literally went on YouTube and I just started searching around, just watching videos, learning how to make stuff sound better, learning how to EQ vocals, how to actually record the right way and stuff like that. And so it was really like, it was just kind of, we started our own passion over just like goofing off and having fun smoking weed in a car and just rapping over random beats yeah 
pretty much. <laughs> you just gotta practice it until you feel that vein just, you know, getting stiff. It's like, whoa, we kinda got something here. <laughs> what an excellent creation story. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's better than the one in the Bible, even. Yeah, right. <laughs> there's actually. Don't tell me, though, I gotta know. Do you guys really, does someone in the band really legitimately have a pet toad named Big Greeny? No, <laughs> no, okay, so. <laughs> The story behind that was uh, that was the first rap that I ever attempted to write. Um, I, I made a beat on GarageBand. My my younger brother, who's Kane Guru in Spaceboat, is an extremely talented singer, guitar player, musician. Ooh. Like he, he he just outdoes me on pretty much every single aspect, except for the drums. The drums were the the instrument I started out with, and that kind of transitioned into beats pretty naturally. But we just started, I made a beat, he's like, hey, why don't we just write a rap verse over it? And I was just so nervous and scared to do it before he brought it up that I was like, okay, you know what, I'm just going to go for it and I'm going to try it. And that's literally what came off the top of my head. Like, I had no plan for it, I just went with it, I just rhymed with whatever word ended in that sentence, and that's what happened. I like I, I, frogs aren't even my favorite animal. I, I don't even I, I have a pet toad. Like it, it, it was all bullshit. That first track, Toad Lovers, is mostly bullshit. Zem's yeah. verse is, is is pretty real, but but he wrote that after he heard the rest of the song. Yeah, pretty much. Those were our first raps. Yeah. Well, first like official raps. Mm -hmm. You guys will be able to eventually hear our uh, our our very first raps because there's some of them were pretty fucking funny. Yeah, and it could be remixed. Yeah, into something mm -hmm. if you like. Yeah, it, so you were saying you've got like a whole bunch of new tracks that you've been recording. You have like a, a second album that's that's oh my god, or what are you doing now? Matt has been pumping out beats like crazy. Pumping them out, yeah. Oh my god, that's the thing with Spaceboat kind of started just doing whatever feels right and just going for what we what we really feel and so once we finish the first album we've kind of had this time period to really relax and listen to it and take it all in um the whole time i've been making beats and we're we've gotten to the point where we've sorted through uh all of the beats that i've made um which is i don't know probably over a hundred Maybe yeah. there's, there's maybe there's like 120 beats or so something beats. that we're going through. Um, but we've narrowed it down. I've separated them out into space boat beats and then instrumental beats because I also release uh, beat CDs, which is no raps, just instrumental beats to freestyle over or just to listen to when you're hanging out, doing the dishes or whatever. But so we, yeah, jerking off. I, I, I've jerked off to my own music before. It feels pretty crazy. <laughs> but yeah, we, we we have about we have probably fifty plus beats we're choosing from right now, and and that's kind of the reason why it's been taking a while is because we'll record our verses over a beat and listen to it, and you know we'll start to like it. But when you listen to stuff on repeat, it gets a little old, and when you have 50 other beats to choose from, it's kind of hard to be like, oh, we'll go with this one, or we'll go with this one, or whatever. So, yeah, you album. guys don't know anything about uh, taking too long to make an album. I mean, we <laughs> <a> <laughs> on last week. 
<laughs> and I, what, what did they take, Steve, like six years or something? Yeah, something off? like that. It had been quite a while since their last one. Hey, so so you guys have, you know, you collaborate with a lot of different uh, other rappers. Zeus uh, is on your EMT, Alva. What is the Davis scene like as far as uh, rappers that share your sort of worldview? It's bare as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's pretty small. The, the people that we featured were... Uh, either close friends or close friends of close friends. What I found is I know there's a lot of people out there with a lot of talent, but the environment and the setting that you work on the music in is pretty essential because you can work with someone who you're not comfortable with and you're not going to put forth your best effort. You're not going to sound the best because you got, you're nervous, you know, you're scared about what they're going to think. But we really have we have this atmosphere that's just really welcoming and inviting and so we were able to get our friends in who hadn't ever recorded anything on a microphone before and get them to put out these awesome rap verses just because we're able to be like look just don't care you know if you're going into it like caring too much it was crazy though you have to you have to set up the environment too Mm -hmm. it's not it has to come naturally, and it just came naturally for all of us. Yeah, you can't just be like, "Hey, sing on my song," and they're like, "Okay, I'll do some dope shit." Like, they gotta be, they gotta feel comfortable with you. You gotta feel comfortable with them. And some people just don't get that. And so, a lot of the music that's coming out nowadays is feeling a little bit forced because people want to rely on the names. You know, oh, I got this feature, I got this person on my track, but it, I feel like it's really about the flow of the track and how it actually sounds all put together. And that totally backed up, I feel like, by Synergy, which is, it comes through friendship, I feel like. So totally. you have to totally vibe with the people. Absolutely. Um, I feel like on a friendship level, mm-hmm. and then you just hear something honest. But yeah, the scene in Davis is, it, it's a little hard. Hip-hop's pretty competitive just because a lot of it is boasting and a lot of it is showing off like you know I'm better than you because of this and because of this and whatever so it's kind of hard to pick up new artists who aren't super full of themselves and think that they're the best already so we we did for for most fans who put a boast you guys are more likely to put a reference to a tangerine or something yeah (laughs) (laughs) you know like like normal like common relatable things or we kind of want to lead people in the, in one direction thinking oh this is a intense hip hop song we're going to hear this and then you hear coleslaw one time and <laughs> you hear sandy clock and it's just like what well, i don't even know what they're talking about so but yeah. it gets people to come back and listen listen again you know i think being weird and funny and just embracing it something that not too many people do yeah you know? it, it not works enough. there's got to be more yeah well, I appreciate that you guys are, are letting your freak flag fly. That's uh, that is that is excellent. Oh my god! And, yes. And as as uh, kind and mellow as you are, you know, there's one question that we ask every guest on the show, it's and that's true. Uh, is what pisses you off. Oh, oh god! I didn't even. I swear, I didn't. I didn't pre-think about this, but the, what came to mind when you first said that was Drake. Like, I cannot stand him. Not one bit. Like, literally, I have some friends that I really, really respect and I love and I like, 
but they'll be like, dude, you gotta just listen to this Drake song. And it just kind of all goes out the window. It's like, no way, dude. I cannot accept the fact that you like him. I, I don't know what it is about him. It's just... Oh, I do. He's a shitty rapper. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's that. There's so many shitty rappers out there. I don't know why I hate him the most. Maybe because he's the most popular out of all of the shitty rappers. But Well, then he pops up in like the movie theater in a Sprite commercial, and you're just like, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> fuck this guy. God damn it. <laughs> Gotta watch Star Trek. <laughs> yeah. No, but, uh, oh, man. I, he just, I, I honestly think that if he... If he walked in the door right now and he's like, Space Boat, I love your shit. Signed to my record label. I'd be like, fuck no. <laughs> I'll try harder. I'll, I'll keep busting my ass. I don't give a fuck. I will not, I will not sign with you. No way. I can second that for sure. How about you, Zim? What pisses you off? Oh, man. That's a weird question to ask me. <laughs> I'm such a loving guy. I don't know. I've only seen him get mad like three times ever. Were two of those times when I knocked stuff over in the store? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> broke wine bottles. <laughs> There's no courtesies around to clean this up, and I got to do it myself. Oh, man. Fuck that guy. What makes me angry? Oh, fuck. I guess probably not being on the shit right. <laughs> <laughs> That is fucking annoying. Yeah. When so, you finish, but you know there's more left. Yeah. Oh, man. All yeah. the days of trying to figure out good laxatives, good alternatives to soften up my stool. <laughs> so, that's right. so I drink a shit ton of uh, kombucha now. And so it's great. I'm back in. I'm, I feel like I'm living life again. Does, does banana juice help with that? <laughs> Absolutely. You'd be surprised. Oh, man. <laughs> I guess it doesn't look like you take it. Gotta cut my brain with that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks again, gentlemen, for joining us on the show. We really appreciate you taking the time. Where can our listeners find your shit? Your music. So we have uh, a <laughs> sound. <laughs> and I was like, in my toilet. I'm not going to give you my address. No, but uh, we got our music on SoundCloud soundcloud.com slash spaceboatcrew and we also have a band camp which is spaceboatcrew.bandcamp.com um, we also put up our full album on YouTube yep. so if you search spaceboat full album you'll find it on there it's got all the tracks on there and uh, streamline it. Yep. Yep. trying to streamline everything cool Yeah, can't wait to see what happens <laughs> well I hope our listeners uh find their way to that site or the youtube page and check it out oh, okay. uh, why don't you tell us a little bit a little bit about this next song that we're going to go into oh banana <laughs> juice okay so my mom was disgusted by this song the first two listens and then it became her favorite song after like a week and a half i don't know how or why because there are so many sexual innuendos throughout it but how he actually wrote it was Kanguru was writing a verse and he rhymed something with banana juice he was just you know he was just going he said something something banana juice and uh, the way we wrote our raps back then was he would rap some of his lines I would rap some of my lines and then we would show them to each other and give each other feedback and like you should say it like this or whatever and as soon as he said banana juice I was like dude we gotta write our verses about banana juice 
And so we just went and did it. And uh, I took the conventional route, and my verse was actually about juice made out of bananas. I mean, there's there's a ton of lines in there that you could take another way. Um, <laughs> kangaroo kind of fucked it up because <laughs> if you think about it as being semen, at the end of his verse, he says, sipping banana juice, that's my duty. And it's like, dude, you, you you can't say it's your duty to drink semen. That's not, like, I don't think that's, like, a, a line you can stand behind. Hey, we're not here so, to judge, man. So, yeah, I mean, the the way things have been going, it's, uh, he, he would be fine even if that's his thing. But uh, it's, it's not. I'm just going to put that out there right now for him. But uh, like we were talking about before, we just kind of went with the flow of things and, banana juice was the thing that stuck out and so we just decided to go with it we're like you know what this song's going to be called banana juice all right gentlemen well thanks again for joining us on the show here it is listeners banana juice love it do me a favor drop the mad flow drink it up hot drink it up hot Face to the face, all over the place. What's up next? A rap from Maddie 8. Strap in, buckle up, tighten it up. Got fresh H2O in my cup. Stay hydrated, sweet too. Banana juice. I don't think I made it clear. Banana juice in my ears. Blender on full blast. Man, that's blending fast. Someone take out the trash. I got a fresh banana rash. Word on the street is this shit's real Just slipped on a banana peel Skin turning yellow, man, you feel Banana guns in for the kill I'ma make it for you just one time I'ma add in pineapple and limes Leave these first dudes back of the line It's banana juice time Mix it, kill it, fill it, eat it, sip it Banana juice Touch it, lick it, fuck it, taste it, love it Banana juice Mix it, kill it, fill it, eat it, sip it Banana juice This is what I do, win it like you play the flute, scoot over, just move, you confused, what? Banana juice, Sam I am, Dr. Seuss, green eggs and ham and banana juice, cheese your senses, wash your lens, is what you see, you won't believe, banana leaves in your H2O, H2O, banana tea, yeah, killer I'm stitch you leave low, hook it up with a kilo, bounce you once, that's a pogo, skip the ground, that's a logo, stand alone banana juice, better than a smoothie, put it in your coat, sneak it in the movies, folks in the 70s, man, that's groovy, drink a banana juice, that's my dude, he can't it, out. Kill it, fill it, eat it, sip it. Banana juice. Touch it, lick it, fuck it, taste it, love it. Banana juice. Mix it, kill it, fill it, eat it, sip it. Banana juice. Touch it, lick it, fuck it, taste it, love it. Banana juice. Yo, yo, high and low, I'ma make you feel that. Vertigo, straight to Tokyo. Towards HQ Nintendo. Missus got a hot pink glow 
kimono Over Z citrus, mega libido Overseas, yo, rockin' the perp dro Underground Kyoto Fashion be hotter than NY Soho Overlays, no ho Check this out I be rollin' over hot like a rebel scout Shootin' lasers loud in the clouds like a boss Teeth white cause they floss Shiny kinda like Kate Moss Burnin' that green moss Gonna cost serenity on frost In the snow, what I lost for just Hokkaido Then I met a girl named Lorenzo Hella tats on her back and her arms, yo Take a whip of a sideshow Swingin' that fake saber like she's in labor On the streets at 5 a.m. Waking up all the Japanese neighbors Then she told me Yo, what up? This is Matty A from the Spaceboat Crew, repping 530. This is the Bone Bat Podcast. Thanks for having us. Shouts out to Gord and Steve. All right, we are back. And once again, that was Banana Juice from Spaceboat off their self-titled 2016 CD. Find it at spaceboatcrew.bandcamp.com. Check it out. So, dude, how about us a little Gord's weird stuff? Uh, Gord's weird stuff. Got Have we censored stuff? it? It's no longer Gord's weird shit. I think, no, it can be uh, whatever you want. Okay, it's your Gord's weird, weird shit. Oh, my whatever. my weird dangly thing. Gord's weird nut. If you want to call right. it that, we call it we call it that. We're gonna go over to Europe for this episode to Bosnia Herzegovina, and I don't think I'm gonna try to say that again because I think I got it right the first time. I think it's Herzegovina, but okay, that. But hey, I don't know as many words as you, so I'll <laughs> but, just fuck off now. All right, yeah. Maybe you should. It is the most heavily mined country in the world, or one of them, and they're having an issue with people playing now, by Pokemon mind, Go. By mind, what? you don't mean that it's like being stripped mined for coal. No, no. I mean like blowy uppy mines left over from the war in the 90s. Like 95, 96, there was a war in the Balkans. And a war in the Balkans? Who'd have thunk it? And there are a whole bunch of explosive mines left over. They have minefields which are marked, do not enter, minefield, blowy uppy, you will die, don't go here. People over there are staring at their cell phones, playing Pokemon Go, and wandering into the goddamn minefields. Ouch. That is not good. People, if you're playing Pokemon Go, take a look around. Be aware of your surroundings. If you're about to step into a highway, if you're about to step into a minefield, stop playing the stupid game. That's my weird dangly stuff for this week <laughs> wow that was great yeah it's really right to the point i mean i guess it, it, was. it can't always be coffee and blowjobs <laughs> sadly why not i ask you all right then well how about a little multimedia triage mr gord hey let's do it all right so i stuck a link to this on our facebook page there's a short film that i've just been digging on called that's democracy have you watched that yet steve no i have not you got to watch this film. It's by Cliff Trayman. It is a tense 14-minute short film. If I had a film festival that wasn't horror comedy, if I just had, like, cool-ass short films, this would be one of the headlining films. And what's especially cool about it is it started off as a podcast. The Truth podcast does these little radio dramas, and someone dug this thing so much that they made a short film out of it and they absolutely knocked it out of the park. They did a bang-up job. So 
Check it out on Vimeo. Check it out on our Facebook page. That's Democracy. It is a tense 14-minute film, and you would like it, Steve. All right, I'll check it out. Yeah. So uh, you and I, Steve, we've been watching the same things lately. A lot of the same things. And what I want to know is... We, we both watched Mr. Robot, right? Yes, we both watched Mr. Robot. Really cool series. I watched the first season. And spoiler alert, if you guys are if you're watching the first season, you don't want to spoil, I'm about to spoil the ever-loving shit out of it. <laughs> the last ready? Just plug your ears. The last like two episodes, it turns into Fight Club. It does, yeah. And that was a little disappointing because like it grabs you just Right from the get-go, the opening is wonderful, and it catches you, and it's the story of this character, Rami Malek plays, uh, what is his name, Elliot? Yeah, Elliot. Plays Elliot, who is... He plays Elliot. Is, who's this hacker, and he is kind of an unreliable narrator. You know, you don't know really if what he's saying is true, or if he is a, a little bit off his rocker. And as the series continues, you you see a lot more of his personality coming out. And people that he deals with every day, you don't know if they're real, if they're not real. And it's really effective. But, so it's it starts out very original. And you feel like, wow, I haven't seen this before. And then it takes a hard right turn into Fight Club. That's absolutely true. And not just one thing. Like the two main points from Fight Club. Yeah. A, what the big plot is all about, and B, oh my gosh, the leader of this secretive underground thing that's changing the world is actually him and he didn't know it. It's the same guy. But, uh, you know, you you could make the argument, okay, so the first season is Fight Club, but what happens after Fight Club? Well, I'll tell you what happens. Well, if you didn't read the comic book, you wouldn't know. And so Mr. Robot is going another direction. Then season two is starting to explore that in some pretty interesting ways. Are you caught up now? No, I watched the first episode of season two, and I'm going to tell you exactly what happens throughout the rest of season two. Okay. Correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. Okay. Season one, Fight Club. Season two, he befriends a small child who tells him that he sees dead people. (laughs) Very funny. This small child is worried about seeing dead people, but then he calms the child and allows him to use this gift for the greater good and at the very end it turns out Elliot's actually dead and that's why the child can see him is that right? No, I think that'd be too much ripping off other stuff but uh, we'll see what happens I'm I'm sticking with it for the time being anyway and we'll see where it goes now so I should keep going I mean I watched episode one and I was still like oh really that was half of a story you haven't even finished that It, it was part one so at least finish that I mean shoot all right but even better on Netflix about a week ago, Stranger Things. Holy, Holy shit, that was good. Oh my god. Why are you even listening to this podcast if you haven't watched Stranger Things? It's you should just stop whatever you're doing. So fucking good. As Doesn't matter what a, you're doing. You're as a, a nerdy guy who grew up in the eighties, this show hits every single button I have and then some. Like just yeah, it, so well done. It's like a love story to a Stephen King book that was never written. Or a Stephen King story that's being directed by Steven Spielberg with a soundtrack by John Carpenter. (laughs) 
It's just fucking yeah, but, great. But none of it's cheesy. None of it's done bad. I mean, no, the, but neither the were those were things. You can't say the that 80s aren't done in this. ET movie. wasn't bad. Poltergeist wasn't bad. Needful Things wasn't bad. I mean, all those were good things, and it took the feeling of a lot of that stuff that we grew up with and put it all together in this new amalgam. And I just thought it was wonderful. I really loved it. I can't wait to see more. Yeah. Winona Ryder absolutely tears it up. She she just, she was so good in this. And the guy who plays the sheriff, Sheriff Hopper, he was great because, like, you never see a hero who just punches people in the face when he has a problem anymore. And that was totally <laughs> fun, you know, because that's the way, in an 80s show, that's what it was like. Yeah. Yeah, it was. But, it, you know, it, it mixes in. There's a little bit of Firestarter in there. There's a little bit of Alien in there. There's just all kinds of great stuff mixed into this series. And now, we've told, uh, we told, said everything except what this thing is about. And right, in a man, nutshell, we don't even need to. Just go watch it. Go watch the yeah, fucking thing. It's go so watch. good. Yeah. There's a secret government base. There's a missing kid. And there's a mysterious girl. There, I said it. It's, yeah, it's just it's so good. It's really good. It has child actors that aren't super fucking annoying, which was great. This- and you know what? You brought this up when we were talking. It was really great. There's these kids and they're supposed to be like in junior high and they look like they're in junior high. They yeah. don't have wrinkles. Yeah. Yeah. It's, they're not like all 25 years old. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it was super fun. Uh, I watched it with my family. I know you watched it with yours. It's something that you can watch with kids and they'll get just as much out of it as you will. Uh, super fun. Go see it. Yeah. Way better than Mr. Robot's Fight Club. <laughs> right. So a couple other things I checked out recently. I did go see the Ghostbusters reboot. All right. And? I liked it. I thought it was fun. I mean, it didn't change my world. You know, I'm not thinking about it all the time, but I laughed a whole bunch for 90 minutes, and I thought it was it, fun. I don't right, know. You laughed a whole bunch? Yeah, I did. Okay. Well, maybe it I'll didn't, see it. It didn't annoy me. It had good moments. The characters were fun. I, I liked it. You know, not best movie of the year, but I thought it was fine. And then we went and saw this last week, Star Trek Beyond, the new Star Trek movie. And, you know, I'm watching the movie. And first thing I should tell you, we saw it in Barco Escape. Which is I don't like, even know what that means. It's this new thing where, you know how you have the movie screen in front of you? Well, they take another movie screen and they have it sticking out at a 45 degree angle from the nut? corners of each of the, of the movie screens. So it looks like a big pair of goggles. And so you have additional footage that's happening in your peripheral vision while you're watching the film. That sounds annoying as hell. It was okay. Uh, the, the big kick is like when you start it, they're trying to get it out there. And so they showed a bunch of like extreme sports footage on it as kind of the intro. And that was pretty fun. I mean, you saw these crazy angles and stuff like that. Uh, but it's still, because the screen is long and thin and narrow as opposed to huge like IMAX, IMAX is ultimately more immersive. I was going to say, why not just put it on a big curved screen like an IMAX? Yeah, exactly. Well, and that's the thing. We didn't know it was showing in this. We tried it once. It was okay. Uh, there was It was kind of annoying on the right-hand screen where the two screens married up. It didn't marry like well the way the, the screens were fit together. So there was some distortion there, which it was kind of annoying, which you would not see in an IMAX type situation. So I think I definitely enjoy IMAX better. But I'm glad I went and saw it once. I don't know. I I don't think it's going to be anything more than a gimmick. 
But uh, it was kind of cool because they would have different things. Like, you know, there was a scene where Bones and Kirk are talking to each other. And there's just kind of this, like, weird spacely effects, like, out of a space window on the sides. That was kind of cool. You could, you know, almost made it like a multimedia type of a thing as opposed to just a film. But uh, I'm really lazy, Steve, and I don't even want to turn my head when I'm watching. <laughs> well, we sat far enough back so you could see everything within your range of vision. So, All right. But uh, the movie itself, Star Trek Beyond, was, again, I don't know. I don't know. These movies are almost review-proof for me. Because it's like either you like the characters in Star Trek or you don't. That's why you go. And you go and you see the characters do stuff and you see people get in fights and spaceships explode. And if you like that sort of thing, I think you'd like this movie. If you don't, then stay home. But I, I thought it was fun. I had a good time with that one, too. So there was a movie that was playing same time our film festival was. And when I was up in Seattle, I was hoping that we'd get an opportunity to see it together. I don't think either one was. Because, <laughs> yeah, we wanted to go to a movie. After the <laughs> you know what? That's how twisted I am. <laughs> hey, let's see a movie because we only had, you know, 48 hours of solid movies together. <laughs> but uh, Midnight Special, did you ever end up seeing that? I have not seen that yet. No, I know what you mean because the poster was in the theater in SIF while we were there. So, yeah. no, I have not seen that yet. So don't spoil it, because I totally want to see Okay, it. I won't tell you much about it, and okay. I won't spoil it. But um, it's it's about a kid who may or may not have powers of some sort, and he's on the run with some adults, and there are forces chasing them. That's wow, as that much sounds, as I'll tell you. It sounds like there's some stranger things going on in that film. <laughs> right. Nash Edgerton's brother is in it, and so that's always cool. Yeah, Joel Edgerton. <laughs> he's like in everything now. Have you noticed that he's one of the most <laughs> he's a, he's everywhere. prolific actors in Hollywood right now? He's yeah. in fucking everything. Yeah, it's great because I like that guy. Did you Not see as much the, as I like his brother, but did you see that movie The Gift? Where he plays this weird neighbor that gives it's a present. Shift. No, <laughs> Jason Bateman is in it, and he he like bumps into him, and he acts really odd, and then he starts like coming over all the time and hitting on his wife and stuff. And it's it like Windows up, Ten, huh? Yeah, kind of like a stalker's thing, a stalker thing. But uh, Joel Edgerton's totally intense in that movie. It's pretty good. Yeah. So anyway, Midnight Special. Check it out. I want to I want to talk to you about it once you've seen it too. Okay. Definitely worth watching. You can. It just came out on Blu-ray in Netflix. I don't think it's streaming yet. You got to actually go get a disc and watch it. And then I watched Air with none other than Norman Reedus. Really? You know, the guy from that zombie thing that's on TV. Yeah, I'm familiar with him in some sort of a mo- motorcycle series now. Right? Apparently, he has a motorcycle type thing going on too. I don't. I don't know what that's all about. But he did a great job in this movie. This is a sci-fi movie set in the not too distant future in the air where the the air mm-hmm, of the earth is so polluted that they they've taken a huge chunk of humanity stuck them in a deep freeze and then these two guys wake up every six months and they've got two hours to do maintenance on the facility that's keeping all these people in suspended animation if, and by maintenance on the facility you mean hookers <laughs> Frozen hookers, yes. <laughs> Two hours every six months. Now you see, now you turned it rapey. God damn you. You're the one that... I had, a, I had a good joke going, and then you... Now you just made it creepy. I'm cutting the whole thing. Fuck it. <laughs> As you were saying. I don't even know what I was saying. 
Anyway, it, it's a bit like Moon, where it's, you know, an incredibly small cast. And it has a one-word title. Very isolated, one-word title, isolation, future stuff, things go wrong. It's essentially just two guys, uh, Norman, and I don't know how to pronounce it, the other actor's name. It's uh, Jimon Hansu. Is that, do you know how, Yeah, that's he was the guy in uh, at the start of... Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, Star Lord, okay. that guy. <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, he's in it too, and that both these guys do a do a great job. Not a five star movie, but it's it's a four star movie. Okay, I'll check so it out. Check that out, and that's what I've been into. Well, you've already got all my stuff, so uh, why don't we listen to another tune? Hey, let's do that. Why don't you introduce this one? This is Kids with Guns by Spaceboat. Master of the ceremony, roll the J like dough, smoke it till I'm slowly. Tell you tenderoni, she can phone me if she's lonely. I'll be chilling the gorillas, kids with guns like Tony. Respect the eclectic, two blue rulers, newly elected. You new bruisers end up defective, and the crew run through, get statues erected like damn. Baseball here to spit truth like damn. Beast that'll knock a tooth loose, the lightning strikes for Zeus. I am. So tell your whole clan. Too much bass, I don't think so. Need a copy check, kink goes full color print, yo. Hold up, y'all be there in a minute. Gotta take the classes from college, I didn't finish. Cause I gotta make moolah, 12 inch moolah. Roll you down the hill like a uga, uga. Watch me skip school like my name Ferris Bula. Your beats are kinda cool, but my beats way cooler like damn. Baseball to rock a full house like damn. Teach you how to rock a full house like damn. Everybody ask who I am like damn. Maddie A on the beats, that's who I am. Counting, counting faces, it's amazing. The trail of my sentence is a blazing. Relax over the green back, sit back, kick back, wake up every morning to a roof that's a raisin. Creator of the cataclysm, polarize the energy into the colors of a prism. I'm ecstatic, the true bread fanatic. Notes in my bones, some call me an addict. Some think the show's over, I'm seeing past the static. Teacher telling my parents, your boy is problematic. He's tricky like the rabbit, if future seems erratic. Does he follow the rules? Not even on the Sabbath, like damn. Never take a day off rapping like damn How to get like this, what happened like damn Kangaroo taking charge like damn Middle finger Uncle Sam Something the show's over Something, something the show's over Something, something the show's over Yeah Unique's my info like the presidential flesh velcro My skin's been ripped off Replaced with the mad case of crisscross So many generations ripped off 
Talk about us teaching hack to the schoolboys. Freedom for the newborns. Avoid the forlorn. Seek the free chill. Sleek ill. Living always keep it giving. Sipping knowledge. Causing pressure. Citrus visions. Your blood is vicious. Incisions. Why ditching decisions? Switching your wishes to dead ass big commissions. Always contemplating mental emissions of inner emancipations. Undermining larger picture doctrinations. Kill the selfish traditions of dark stagnations. Run by geopoly magicians. So I be dabbing. Fapping heavy on a thin linen. Staring at the cute ass. Big women. Fashion straight. Cold sinning. Sweet cheeks. Slapping apple beaks. Banging knives. Causing college riots. Helping innovative natives. Unlocking their tight knots. Molding motors. And folding what's holding the inner lotus back. Cut the whack. Space boats dropping napalm on the combat. Replace the book of songs like damn. By perpetual pestilence, sickness is spreading. 1% residents hesitant, spend the Benjamins. Dark side denizens sitting on presidents. Crippled our businesses, crippled their billions. Crippled the facts that'll rip through the citizens. Listening, and you can hear them hissing and slither. And I won't let them win again. Speaking of killing them with the pen. And no book, imagine no crooks in Congress. No tax money funded trips to the Bahamas. What a novel concept. Accountability for conduct. The construct of the powers that be. Leave people like you and me in a cloud of debris. Senators be shrouded in sheets. I bring heat to thousand degrees we rare because my enemies get lit up like leds left as memories i'm frankenstein blanket my foes like snow white's flow with typo from hydro hide low here's hydra behind the micro taekwondo making sure you die slow Zim Citrus! Shout outs to Bobash Show! You guys are fucking awesome. I fucking love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, once again, that was Kids with Guns by Spaceboat. Hope you dug it. And uh, I think it's time to close out this show, Gord. Let's do it, Steve. Close this thing. All right. Once again, I'd like to say thank you to Zem Citrus and Maddie A. from Spaceboat for joining us on the show and sharing your music with us. Again, you can find their stuff at spaceboatcrew.bandcamp.com. Swing by. Throw a few bucks at them. I'm sure they would appreciate it. Our usual bullshit. You can reach the show at 425-296-6557 or via email to steve at bonehand.com. It's also the home of the Heavy Half Hour. And you can find my stuff such as it is at mightywombat.com. A new cartoon every week. New Hitler Balls cartoon every week. Hitler Balls? Hitler Balls. Maybe I have to change it to Hitler Ball. I don't know. Got a regular series and then I got a fairly regular single panel cartoons and then steve you and i we've got a facebook page don't we we do we have a facebook page where we post jokes and uh new releases from bands we dig and sweet deals and anything else that kind of crosses our uh shared mind space short films yeah Oh, Jesus, Steve, did you see the Rick and Morty thing I put on our page today? No, you know what? I am just not into the Rick and Morty thing. Even if you're not into Rick and Morty, it's pretty funny. And if you're not, Steve, if you like funny things, you should definitely check that out. Maybe one day I'll go watch it and then it'll be the best thing ever, but I kind of can't be bothered. You kind of can't be bothered. Can't be bothered. You can find me on uh, Twitter also. I'm Bonehand over there, and we do have a Bonebat Twitter feed where we post new show episodes and uh, notes from the film festival, so it's something you might want to keep an eye on. 
Once again, thank you very much for listening. And if you like what we do, please spread the word and tell a friend. Review us on iTunes, for God's sakes. Yeah, please do. Uh, we're going to close out with uh, my favorite tune from Space Boat, the new release. Uh, this is called Somebody's Getting It. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, once again, this is Steve. Scored. Have a good one. I do have a fairly good one. Half, one side. Half a good one. Yeah, one, one side is still pretty good. about what it's costing us Mike Wazowski with a flow so monstrous Incorporated these lyrics I have demonstrated All these blurred lines got me faded Got an extra eye to avoid being jaded See my passion is the centerfold Red green like an emerald Only enough green to cop me some dinner rolls Wish I could collect cash with my syllables Scratch that, I got a mind that's refillable With an attitude I pray the jai is chillable So many bars I got mistaken for a criminal Well I got a pretty beaten down motor car And I'm never up to par with any protocol Not concerned with what you think of me thankfully Cause I don't stick to certain labels The labels they stick to me
dog rattle your shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. My shit has been rattled. 